everybody doing this morning? Hope you're doing good. Uh, another Tuesday. I think this is uh, Walk in the Spirit Part 3. Uh, God's stories. It's going to be good this morning. Uh, I've got a few scriptures written down. Uh, we're going to send you uh, some scriptures about an hour after um, this webinar, so you'll probably get them in an email. Uh, one thing... I do want to uh, just charge everybody, remind everybody of something that the Lord said, you know, a long time ago. And it, uh, it's, I'm just going to read a little bit of it in, in Matthew 24. You know, he talks about nations and tribulations and so forth. And of course, uh, Jesus is prophesying this, but also as we're, you know, on the spirit as well, the spirit of God is, is flowing through. Uh, Jesus and the spirit is talking about this as well through Jesus. And he's saying for nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be family, uh, famines, pestilence and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended will be, will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will arise and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures uh, to the end shall be saved. And uh, I want to throw that thing out there, lawlessness. When we start seeing this lawlessness you know, in the earth, of course, we've been seeing it for a good while, but we're seeing it... Uh, even more and more almost like in our face. And lawlessness, there is, you know, there's no account of any type of spiritual law. Everybody's, you know, there's a place where man is getting to where he's even breaking his own spiritual laws within his own heart. And uh, seeing this can actually, and watching this happen, can actually cause us to grow cold as well as we behold what's going on on the earth, around the world, and even in our own country, when we start seeing this lawlessness, uh, it can even cause our hearts to grow cold. So we've got to make sure that our eyes are not on the lawlessness that's going on, because if we do, we'll find ourselves being conformed to that very same spirit. Uh, take, for instance, with all the things that are going on in our government and so forth, the more you look upon that stuff and the more you partake of what's going on and the attitudes toward what's going on, it's strange, but you, without you knowing, you take on that same attitude, but as a Christian or a believer, a true believer, not a Christian, but a real believer, uh, when you take on that, that uh, even though you believe in God and you're trying to follow the Lord very closely, and you're watching that long enough, it even seeps in on you. And before you know it, you're using the authority of God that God has given you in the same attitude toward what's going on out there. And uh, and, and the crazy thing about it is, is you can actually think that you're right. And if you get in that nature, you'll find yourself being lawless as well, even in your own heart toward what how God has designed you. So we want to... We want to stay in those fruits of Galatians 5, where the Spirit of God is love, patience, long-suffering, all those things, and uh, keep our eyes on the Lord. And because in, in Luke 21, verse 28, of course, he says, 
you know, when the, when God, we see all these things, the things that are gonna that are happening right now on the earth, then God starts coming. He says, now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh. So I just want that I won't get into teaching that, but he's he's not only talking about looking up; he's saying keep your eyes, <coughs> excuse me, keep your eyes on the spirit, keep your eyes in the realms of heaven, not in the realms of this lawlessness that's going on. I get to see everybody that's on this morning. Morning, Julie. Morning, Bruce. Oh, Loren, she's on this morning. That's good. All the way from. Uh, Europe over there. Here we go. So I want to, uh, I want to keep, uh, I want to remind you to, uh, keep your mind and your life in the realms of the spirit. Don't keep it on the things of this earth because the things of this earth, uh, only cause your, right now, only cause your hearts to get hard. So we've got to stay in that place of the, of, uh, the spirit, which is what Jesus did. You know, Jesus was birthed, uh, also in one of the worst times. He was birthed in one of the most darkest times that we know of. And uh, uh, he was able to stay in the spirit, be led by the spirit instead of the spirit of this world. And he was transformed into that resurrection body. He was raised from the dead, sat on the, sat, sits on the throne, and now is reigning as God on the, on the earth and in heaven. And that's where we're going to be. We're going to take that same principle. We're going to take that same walk to where we die daily. And as we die daily, we enter into these higher realms with God. And we find ourselves seated in heavenly places instead of being seated in earthly places. If you're seated in earthly places, in other words, if you have you if you've decided to rest, sit down, rest in, in earthly places, you'll find yourself earthly. But if you'll fight, if you'll choose to allow that, that type of spirit to die in your life and you find yourself sitting in heavenly places, then you're able to rest in the peace of God, rest in the long suffering of God. You'll be able to rest in the natures of the Lord and be able to use that authority to be able to help create things and redeem, redeem things when he sends you into places of darkness as he did, you know, his own, only begotten son. So. Getting back to the spirit, because I want to, you know, hit this thing on uh, uh, the spirit of God, because I think it's very important. I think it's uh, more important now than than ever to uh, put our hearts back on the Holy Spirit, start uh, understanding the spirit. And I think uh, we can't really walk with the spirit if we don't know him and understand God's ways, understand the spirit's ways who he is, what he is, you know, how does he think? And I think we can find those things in this word and the way that, uh, you know, Jesus walked in his life. And I want to reread the scripture out of uh, John seven thirty eight. It says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. I mean, won't you put that anyone? Doesn't matter a Christian, doesn't matter a, you know, Muslim, Buddhist, you name it, jihadist, it doesn't matter. If he gets hung, if he gets hungry or if he gets thirsty, he is gonna, uh, and he comes to Jesus, he's gonna give him a drink. Which tells us the spirit has no prejudice, he has no racism, he has no attitude like we do. So if, if 
That's the type of uh, love that we want to carry that Jesus is talking about here. Or we can say the Spirit is talking about uh, saying this as well, because Jesus said he could do nothing unless he saw the, his Father doing it, which is the Spirit of God. It says, he who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And I want you to uh, remember that, rivers of living water, if you believe in him. if you, In other words, if you start walking with him, believing in him, it doesn't mean you say the prayer. Believing in him means that you start walking in what he's walking in. You start being led by, by God, and you start encountering these experiences, what it's like to live in the spirit, what it's like to die into the spirit. And when you start dying daily, to, to the realms of the spirit, you die daily to the realms of your earthly ways, and it, and it translates you into the spiritual ways, what happens is living waters will start coming out of your life, and that's supernatural. You, you can't make yourself be happy uh, the way the spirit does. When you have the spirit in your life, and the joy of the Lord is there, not, not the joy of Brad, not the joy of Loren, uh, not the joy of Tori, not the joy of Marie, you know, uh, all of those things. Our joy is nothing compared to the supernatural joy that can actually wake up in our life if we choose to die to our daily joy or our daily wants or what we think we need or what we desire. When we die to all those things and our ways, we come into supernatural joy, which is the joy of the Lord. you got to remember that, the joy of the Lord. So it's the Lord's joy that makes us into that place of strength, okay? And uh, he's saying when, when, if you believe in him, you know, out of your belly or out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. And so if we're going to be flowing rivers or spirit the Holy Spirit out of our lives, and there's going to be many tributaries that will that will come out of us because God will be will, will have His way to be able to move in any way He wants to. There'll be different realms, there'll be different uh, places of God that will come out of us at the time of need. But what places need water? Remember that. What places? If you go to rivers. Then if, if, we, if the earth needs rivers of living water, then what type of places will he take you to? <laughs> you see, most of those places will be places that your mind or your carnal mind will not want to go. It, he, he, will, he, he will do like he did his only begotten son. He will birth him in a manger. Think about that. Even Mary and Joseph had to humble themselves to birth the Spirit of God in the flesh in a manger. So they started it first. She was pregnant with this river, and then that river designed the whole scene to take them to a place where you would normally not birth rivers or birth the river of living water, the headwaters of all waters. They birthed him in a manger. They birthed him in a, a, a place that was uh, not sanitized. Uh, it wasn't spiritually clean. Uh, 
if we, if it was us, we, you know, did, did have, it had generational curses and all these things you can think about. All of the realms of darkness, the Spirit of God chose to move upon their life to birthing in that place and out of that place flowed the headwaters of living water to all of us. And, uh, and I'll show you something in Isaiah 35. It says the first part of it, and I won't go into it because I want to read something uh, and we'll stay on this thing of the spirit. But it says in Isaiah 35, the the wilderness, and this is verse one, the wilderness and and the wasteland shall be glad for them and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. That's strange, isn't it? It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. And the glory of Lebanon shall be to it, the excellent of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Then he goes on and says, strengthen the weak hands, make them firm and uh, make firm the feeble knees. So what he's going to do, the only way things can blossom is there has to be water added. Of course, when this came out a long, long time ago, I, I told a pastor, I said, the, the desert's going to blossom again. And he goes, yeah, whatever. He thought I was crazy. I was telling him, uh, right when I was, we were walking on the plane, we were going uh, overseas. He said, okay. And he, and he grabbed a, a paper and he flipped it open like this. And it says, Bloss, uh, desert is blossoming uh, just outside of Israel. And all these old seeds that had been in the ground for ancients of days were starting to, you know, come forth, which, which was a real sign of what would be coming in our time. That was just a, you know, a taste of what God was going to do and can do. But he does all of that stuff to ignite us. You got to remember that the spirit of God, when he moves upon you, he, he tries, he's, what he's doing is his loving kindness. His kindness is trying to get us to repent and start walking in, in, in completely his ways. Not just in some ways, in, in all of his ways. And if we can start acknowledging him in all of our ways, then we can start understanding all of his ways in all the situations that he puts us in. Believe it or not, when you gave your life to the Lord, uh, you said, okay, Lord, I just give you everything. You know, I give you my life. And he says, okay. And he actually takes it uh, to heart. And he actually believes you. And so he allows life to be designed and makes, and makes all things new. Now, all things new doesn't mean it's always happy to our carnal mind. In other words, behold, all things become new. So everything now, when you allow the spirit of God in your life, Everything now means you won't know how to control it because all of it's going to be new and God is going to be in control. But if you can trust that, that God has made all things new and you're not going to know how things work now, when the Spirit of God is now leading your life, you can actually rest in somewhat of that. And I know a lot of us are are probably manifesting uh, some negative things because you said yes to the Lord. You said yes to the Spirit, and uh, and the Spirit's actually working. And all these things that you find yourself, your life in, uh, they're new. In other words, 
I, you'll say, I can't believe I, I've got myself in this, or I can't believe this is happening to me, and I can't believe this, and I can't believe that. Well, it's because all things have become new, and God is now in control of your life. Now, that doesn't, doesn't mean that the, spirit, that the spirit of the enemy or the, the accuser of the brethren can come in and hit you. He can, but, but it's because we're all in a war. But if you're in a war and you're on the front lines, if you're not listening to your your leader, you can get your head blown off. So we've got to be listening to our leaders, stay in those places of God. You will be protected. You will overcome those places if you focus on your leader, which your leader is the one that's leading you, which is either your carnal mind, the enemy, or the spirit of God. And, and look at this. There's another one. Uh, it's in Song of Solomon 3, verse 6 says, Who is this coming out of the wilderness? Like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh, and uh, frankincense with all his merchants' uh, fragrant powders. Behold, it is Solomon's port. That's another example where God's going to come from. He's going to come from your wilderness. He's going to come from those places that he puts you in that are, that what our mind would say, man, I don't, the, the grace of God is not here. You know, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm in this situation. I can't believe that, you know, why am I, why am I taking this job or why am I in this job? I hate this job, you know, and, uh, we forget that he, you know, uh, we allow him to have control in our life and he's wanting the rivers of living water to flow out of us in those places of wildernesses. Uh, Places that already have water don't need the water. And so the water that is in us, the living water in us, can't flow unless there's a place that actually needs it. Now, first person that actually needs it is us. The, the first wilderness that needs to blossom is those places that are dead, those places that are bitter, those places that are dry, and us need to actually start blossoming again. But the only way those places can blossom is to allow yourself to get, you know, off your opinion and start trusting God in the strongholds that you've actually held in your own life, in your rights, or I'm not going to open up there. I'm never going to open up here, you know, and uh, that that doesn't work in, in the heavenly realms. God's always open for us. Because he is, even though he can see the pain, he can see the bitterness, he can see all the things that are going on, he still reigns on the just and the unjust. Isn't that amazing? And that's the way we've got to get. We've got to get to a place to where we can allow him to reign living waters on the just or on the unjust. We can't have, you know, opinions like the unjust. Oh, we're not getting them. We're going to bind them in the name of Jesus, and we're going to rain on the just, and we're going to let the just arise, and the enemies be scattered. But that's not the way the Spirit of God works. He still reigns on the just and the unjust. And so even though the unjust, we feel like, man, why is, why is that rich man getting so blessed? I know he, he's a heathen. I just saw him the other day. I can't believe, you know, he makes all this money. Well, that man needs more water. That man needs more of the kindness of God that can lead him into repentance. And it may take all of his life. 
So he may be rich all of his life, but God knows that if he dies just rich, he won't make it into the kingdom. He's got to die into the places of Jesus. So God still is kind. And his kindness is not only just sending blessing, his kindness is also sending judgment. Because he chastised the ones that he loves. And that's the spirit of God. That's the mind of the Father that actually helps us enter into those places where Jesus is. Does that make sense? All right. Now, the next thing that we're going to get into is entering into these realms of the spirit. And uh, the way Jesus entered into the realms of the spirit was not only the father allowing these designs to happen in his life to get him to die daily, but Jesus had to also die daily. He had to decide to take up his cross daily first. And as he took up his cross daily first and denied himself and followed his father and followed the spirit, then the spirit of God could actually move in any way he wanted to through his son. Because we got to understand in Hebrews 4, we have, it says that we have a high priest that can sympathize with us because he was tempted on all points yet without sin. So that means Jesus himself had to humble himself every day, take up his cross every day and deny himself and follow the Lord to not only uh, allow him to enter into those realms as a human being, but also give us an example of what it's like to like to walk with God and to enter into the realms that we all are wanting. Wanting, you know, everybody wants to flow in power and everybody wants to flow in the love and the power and the spirit and signs and wonders and all that stuff. But it takes dying daily to enter into the true signs and wonders because you become a sign and wonder and the mind of Christ starts taking over. And then you don't even realize it's not only you, it's not you that live, it's Christ in you that starts living. It's the Spirit of God that starts living. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to enter into that. There's going to be many people that are going to start entering into that because mainly we're going to get tired of looking at all of the, the garbage that is in front of our face, especially in our country, and all the media, all the talk, all the religious things that are going on. We're going to finally get tired of watching it, hearing it, and we're going to, it's going to cause a hunger in us to say, okay, God, I'm turning all this stuff off in my life. I'm going to start following you. It's working for us, not against us. Remember that. Jesus says this in Matthew 16, 24. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, and doesn't that sound kind of strange? Sounds like the very thing that he said, anyone that is thirsty. So he's, not, he's saying it in another way. He said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Now that doesn't mean just Jesus. We've got to remember, Jesus and the Spirit are one. So we're listening to the Spirit talking through Jesus. Remember? God humbled himself, made himself of no reputation, and made himself in the likeness of sinful flesh. So here's the Spirit of God talking to us, and he says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Now, denying yourself means deny the voices 
the realms in your mind, in your carnal mind, deny those things and start following my voice. And it says, and take up his cross and follow me. In other words, don't argue and bicker with what God has laid on you. It's, it, it's not hindering you, it's helping you. In other words, in, learn to embrace the cross that God has allowed to be in your life, just like Jesus. Jesus had to embrace the life that God had designed him for, that, that put him in that, that certain era, that certain life. That was a cross for him. It was so dark. People wanted to kill him every day, wanted to stone him every day. But he had to take up that cross, that design, that life that, he, that his father put him in, and he embraced it. And it caused him to enter in to levels of the authority of the Spirit of God. Because it says he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. But the way you grow in the realms of the Spirit with God is that you die daily and it takes you to another place. You die daily and it takes you to another place. And along with these places, it releases not only favor with God, but then favor with man as well. And of course, the other side of that, you know, they're gonna, there's gonna, the enemy's gonna persecute you because you, he can't stand us being different than the world. He wants us, the, the spirit of this world wants you all the same. It wants you conform. But when you die to that conformity, it sets you in a place that's higher than that. Well, now, now you're an alien and you're completely different than the spirit of the world. You are now looking like the spirit of God. You're looking like his, like his son. So that sets you on a hill. In other words, that makes you different than the enemy. So that's why Jesus said, your city set on a hill. You're different. So that's what the Spirit of God does. When the, the Spirit of God is completely different than the way you, the, the worldly mindset thinks, than you think. And so when you die to those thoughts and die to those things that you think are right, and you put allow you, you embrace your cross where he has you, and then you start walking in his ways and, instead of the world's way, it's going to set you in this place to where you're different. And the enemy is going to see you as a target. And if he starts seeing you as a target, that means you need to start laughing because now you're entering into a place to where you're different than the spirit of the world. The only reason we're targeted is because it's trying to get us down back into conform. Makes you scared to be to conform to everybody else. Oh man, I wonder what everybody else is going to think. Well, you're getting hit by the enemy because your city set on a hill and it's trying to drag you back down to be just like everybody else. The spirit of God is not like everybody else. He's like God. And that's where we want to go. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit, it is, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? <clears throat> or what will, make, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Works there is not just what you do, uh, like miracles, saving people, things like that. God's after your heart. 
How have you changed? What type of natures of God are you walking in? Because if if he if he a design if he rewarded according to your works, like we think, a lot of us think out there, we would be like the ones that come to the Lord and say, Hey Lord, we prophesied in your name. We did all these miracles in your name. We cast out demons. Man, we did all this stuff. We saved all these folks. We're in. You just look at you and go, I don't, I don't really know you. What does that mean? It means you didn't allow me to work in your heart. To fill up the chasms of strongholds. The, 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 the valleys of all of your, your habits and your ways. I didn't get to know the tributaries of your city. I didn't get to walk the, all of the streets of your city in your heart. There's your works. You've got to allow me to know you. And that's what we've got to do these days. We, you've got to allow the spirit of God to be able to walk into all of the, the streets of your city in your heart and to get to know you. And you get to know him. Give him a street. Give him a house that you've built in your own heart as a stronghold. When you start doing that, then you start, you and God get to start partnering. And your works is becoming the same image as his son. Now I want to turn over here to, uh, turn over to John 8. I just want to throw out here since we're talking about rivers of living water and where he's going to be taking you not only within yourself but where, where he takes you sometimes geographically or when you start seeing things happen I want you to look at things through the spirit of God instead of the spirit of this world and in John 8 uh, we're, we're about to see where the spirit of God leads Jesus and I, I spoke on this even while we were in Shreveport, Louisiana this past Sunday. Uh, and it was incredible how God just used this scripture to show us where the spirit of God actually shows up. And, and I, I entitled this as when accusation and slander or chatter is present, there the spirit of God is. Oh, remember that. Where there's accusations, slander, or chatter is present, there's an opportunity for the Spirit of God to move. Or that's where the Spirit's going to be. Because it's going to try to use that to use to show his glory. God will allow darkness to be there so he can show his light. And why why would we why would uh, we show our light or the Spirit of God in places of light? You can't be recognized. It just blends in. But if you show, if you, God takes you to a place of darkness, you can, it doesn't blend in. And then the darkness has to look upon the light. And then the light comes in and darkness can't comprehend. In other words, the, the, the mentality of darkness can't comprehend the mentality of light. When he said, let there be light, and there was light, and, and darkness did not comprehend it, that it was a mentality that he was speaking into. And darkness, that mentality could not comprehend the mentality of the spirit. It was completely different than the mentality of darkness. And we're about to see this this morning. Because <clears throat> the spirit of God 
is the mentality of light. It's the Spirit of God is the mentality of living waters, not death waters, living waters. It says, now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Now, real, very quickly, he's been praying all night. He's been up all night. He gets there quickly in the morning. He gets there real early where nobody's there. I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but have you ever tried to get by yourself and then somebody show up? <laughs> Y'all ever done that? You're trying to get there quickly or you're trying to get to church real quickly or, or you're trying to do your prayer time. And this is what Jesus is doing. He has been up all night. He's tired and he's coming to the temple really early. And he's kind of taking a aha moment. But then suddenly it says, and, and the, all the people came to him and sat down. And then it says, and he taught them. And he sat down and he taught them. I don't know if you see this here, but he's come there early. Now Jesus is having to die to his plans. His desire was to be in his father's temple physically. Been up all night, just wanted to be there. But when he got there, see, no man is tempted unless he's drawn away by his own, de what? He's enticed by his own desires, okay? So he gets there and his desire is to sit there and just be in the house of his father. But then people just show up. And so we see Jesus dying right now because the Spirit of God is now moving. So Jesus is not able to have his aha moment. The Spirit of God wants his aha moment. It's not what Jesus wanted. It's what the Spirit wanted. And when you die to the Spirit, then your wants and your needs come into one with the Spirit. And then the very thing that, G that the Spirit wanted you will want. But you got to die to yours. So Jesus, we're seeing Jesus die right now. So he's starting to die. Watch this. He's, he's died once. Now he sits down and he's about to teach them. So who's teaching them? Oh, now you're getting it. The spirit now is now consumed him. He's gone, he's gone to this one level. He's denied himself in this place. Now he's up a notch and he's now seated. That's why he says, and he sat down. He's seated now in heavenly places in that realm of the spirit because he has died. Because in order to live in heaven, you got to die, right? Bob only Bob used, Jones used to tell me that in order to sit in heaven, you got to die. It's true. So he sits down to show us that he's in that realm. Of course, the people do not see that at this time, and he begins to teach them. Then. Here's another level. So he's at that realm. Then the scribe and Pharisees brought to him a woman called in adultery. Now, what do you think is happening now? Now he's under, have y'all ever been under the anointing? You feel the spirit of God, and then you feel like somebody walks in and they flatten it. Or they make you upset because they're messing up your realms of the spirit. <laughs> no, God is trying to take you to another level of death and the level of life with him in Christ Jesus. And so now he's taught them he's under that place of the spirit and authority. Now an even higher level of the uh, accusation, slander, accuser of the brethren comes in and messes up that whole scene. 
And then they dragged this girl in there and says, and they, and when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, now while he's under that anointing, now there's another death coming and they're dragging him in there. And they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now, Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? So watch this. I'm almost done. I know we're going a little bit longer, but I want you to watch this because I want you to understand the spirit. Watch the spirit. This they said, testing him that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down. What did he do? He stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. Now, a lot of people, there's a lot of things in that, but here's what you're trying to show us. Jesus humbled himself here. He got in this realm teaching the people. Now he's the accuser of the brethren. Now he's messed up that realm, supposedly, not, not really. And now he's at a place to where there's accusations and slander. And that now he's having to die. Another, so he's stooping down. What, he, what you're seeing is he's physically showing what he's doing in the spirit. That's why he's stooping down. He's humbling himself to the realms of the spirit. And he's riding in the ground because we're all dust, aren't we? We're just dust. We're not God. He's God. So he stoops down and he's wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. And he didn't. He chose not to hear and he chose to humble himself, stoop himself down physically while he's stooping himself down spiritually. And he's writing in the ground what the father is writing in the sands of his heart in the, in the flesh of his body. He's writing down what the Lord his father's telling him. All right. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up. See now, remember death, burial, resurrection type thing. He's died in this realm. Now here comes the accusation. He stoops down and dies. But now that he's humbled himself, the spirit of God and the finger of God is writing in him. As he's writing, he's, the finger of God's writing in Jesus. The spirit of God's writing in Jesus. And now once he's taken over, now that which is, that can, uh, the spirit of God, which raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he's now quickening his mortal body and he's starting to stand up again. Are you with me? So now it's no longer he that liveth, it's father living him. The spirit of God's now living him. And now he is speaking. God is speaking from his throne, which is his son. Remember that. And he says, when he, he's doing another finger, and he did not hear. So when they continued to ask him, he raised up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, well, watch this. Here's the other trip. Here's the other temptation from the enemy. Now he's feeling like powerful. 
Now there's a temptation of pride to stand there. Y'all ever been under the spirit of God and you, you say something really powerful and man, you just, you just think you're something, you know? Well, he knew that. Take heed lest you think you stand, you fall. So he's getting hit in another way. <clears throat> the realm of the spirit is so strong upon him. And he speaks this word that is straight from the spirit. Because if there's things that are spoken straight from the spirit, there is major power that shows up and there are change. But there's also this change and molecular structure. Everything that goes on in your body, it hits you because it's coming out of you. Then after you speak it, man, there's this temptation that will come right after it that may feel like God, but it's not. It's called pride. And you're feeling good, you know. And Jesus felt that coming. And if he would have stood there and just kind of looked at him like I'm under the anointing, he would have called a, caused a riot and nobody would have heard God for themselves. And he would have fallen. And so God, Jesus understands what else is hitting him. And so he bends low again. And it says, and again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it began, being convicted by their conscience went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. So you can look at the Spirit of God here through Jesus. He first shows up at unreasonable times when you want your aha moment. He shows up at unreasonable times where there's accusation and slander we want to bind it and break it and cast down and everything else. God humbles himself in it, the spirit of God, and actually brings something up that could actually help and renew and redeem. But even while that's going on and he speaks something out of you while you're redeeming something in the midst of chatter, you can't allow yourself to get puffed up. You got to allow yourself to be drawn back and humble yourself and speak no more and allow the Spirit of God to do his work instead of us doing his work. Because see, if Jesus would have stood there and go, that's the Spirit of God on me. Or have you ever said, hey, I just told you something from the Lord. Don't you get it? You know, because you're all strong and you know what's coming from God. So now you're reveling in it and you tell them, hey, why aren't you listening? This is really from the Spirit of God. Can't you feel him in here? That's an area of pride. And so you've taken the bait. Instead of just speaking what God speaks, then humble yourself back and allow spirit to do the work. That's when you enter into levels in heavenly places with God. Watch this. He stoops down, they get convicted, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. Could be the church. This woman could represent the church as well. Dragging the church. Have y'all said this church is doing that? Man, you hear this church is doing that. Even you start slandering. We start slandering other churches. Man, they don't have the spirit of God. They're, they're a people pleasing church. You know, this is all of that dragging the church in there and telling God, look at what's going on with the church. <laughs> Won't go there. But. Jesus, we see, humbles himself, not only for our sakes as slandering the church or the woman that's sleeping with all kinds of stuff, 
And he protects her. And he also frees us from all this slander that we've done to one another and to other churches, other ministries. That's the spirit. That's the mind of the spirit. He's going to reign on the just and the unjust. This is a man doing this. But he's learned to humble himself under the mighty hand of God in order to speak the oracles of God instead of the, the demonic things of man. And it says, when Jesus had raised himself up, saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, you could say church, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? So now he's being king. Now that he's humbled himself under that pride, you know, he, he's not going to allow pride to slip him up. So he humbles himself uh, to the spirit of God instead of to pride. And now he's becoming this compassionate king. And she said, uh, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, now this is the spirits looking at her through the, these beautiful eyes and says, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's amazing. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, because he could say it, because now he's become that light through that death, all those, that death he's going through. He says, this is the spirit of God speaking. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. In other words, he's even telling us for this scripture, if you could just follow this pattern, you could, if you could see what I just did, you won't walk in darkness. In other words, you won't even, you won't go through this thing in darkness. You won't see this as darkness. You won't walk in the realms like they're walking in. You'll walk like I. You won't walk, you won't have the mentality of darkness. You wouldn't get mad at them. You wouldn't get, you wouldn't accuse churches. You wouldn't do all this stuff. You won't walk in this darkness anymore if you would just follow me. It says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. See there? There's that rivers of living water again. God sent these living waters to a dry, parched place. But in order for those living waters to come out of his heart, he had to humble himself, stoop low, so that the Spirit of God could live and show off his redemption power to not only accusers, slanders, and chatterers, but also one that has actually been sleeping with every type of ministry or every type of different things going on in her life. And he saved it all. It's the kindness of God that leads men to repentance. And whether we see this or not, but the spirit of God, this he's kind here. But he had to be, in order for him to be kind, the mentality of man had to actually be humbled so the kindness and the severity of God could come out. But how many times have we taken the places of God and think that our opinion, you know, is right? Anybody could have seen what was going on and made a judgment. But that would be the mind of man. That would be the spirit of this world. And Jesus could have said, hey, you're just trying to trick me. Y'all need to just leave. He, anybody could have said that. That's just, that sounds like, you know, why didn't he say it? Well, because 
to the heavenlies, that's insanity. But to us, it's logic. God isn't logic. God is spirit. And so you have to humble your logic in order to enter into the realms of the spirit. And that's a death. Humble your smartness so that uh, you can have the, the wits of the spirit. And this is just another realm of the spirit where the living waters is flowing to you. So God chose to come to a place of accusation, slander, adultery, you name it, and reach out his hand, give them living waters, and allow them to be washed so that they could be free. That was the kindness of God. That was the kindness of the spirit flowing through a man just like me and you. But that man named Jesus had to humble his own mentality so that the spirit of God could flow. That's why he said, you know, uh, anybody that believes on me out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Then he says, if anyone desires to come after me, he let him deny himself. He's saying all this stuff because he learned it on his own. He learned to deny himself. So he learned it. He's saying, hey, guys, he's basically saying, I've learned this. If you deny yourself, follow my, follow my ways, and you watch how I deny myself, you will have these living waters. You'll start believing in this. If you'll start believing in me and what I do and start living the same life as the Spirit's living through me, you will have living waters flowing out of your heart. It's amazing. Well, this has happened many times in my life. There's no telling how many times I've, you know, I've, I've had, I haven't passed them all. I've had a pastor come up to me and say, you know, after speaking on love and there's been major power that's happened. And, uh, he, and he came up to me and said, why are you giving my sheep false hope? And he teeth was gritted and he was mad. And man, that was that other realm, just like Jesus. I, he just moved in the realm of the spirit. And now here comes the Pharisees, you know, and that's what happened to me I, right after I got off stage and people were on the floor and Jesus, you can feel Jesus's manifest love. This pastor came up to me, gritting his teeth. I can't believe you're giving my sheep false hope, you know, and that man, that pride rose up in me because I'm under the spirit and I thought, man, I could smoke him. And the Lord says, humble yourself. And I was like, oh, so I sat there and looked at him for a moment and he didn't realize I was dying. And I sat there and tried to listen to what the Lord wanted to say. And I saw it. I saw him as a, as a young man when he got hurt by leaders and, and he opened himself up to love. And, you know, the leaders that were leading him just smoked him a long time ago, you know, and, and so I looked at him and I, said, and I patted him on the shoulder. Now I wasn't like feeling great. I was dying as I was doing what Jesus was showing me, what the spirit wanted to do. The spirit wanted to pet him on his shoulder. And he said, and I saw this in the spirit and the spirit was wanting to say it. It's okay, my friend. It's okay. You've just been hit by leaders in the past when you were in your twenties and you're just scared. And man, he lost it. He started crying, boo-hooing. And, and, you know, and his wife came around, ran over there because she knew what kind of mean joker he was. She started apologizing. I said, no, it's okay. He's all right. 
He's all right. He's just, by now, you know, now that I've died, now, now this love is taken, a deeper love's taken over. Now I can see the man. I can see his wife. I said, it's okay. He's just, he's been hurt. But God's here to redeem it. He's here to redeem him. And I just grabbed him and, you know, and hugged him. Now, before I didn't want to hug him, I was under the anointing. I was under the spirit of God, you know. But God wanted to take me to another level with him seated in the heavenly places. So as I'm at this thing of what I think is height, you know, that wonderful place in God, there's other places. So there's another death that needs to go on. And so as I came off the stage, you know, and I'm feeling great, here comes an opportunity for me, which was the pastor, to go to another realm. Higher realms require higher, uh, lower deaths. And I had to choose to die instantly to what the spirit wanted to do. That's the spirit. Spirit wanted to touch all those people, but the spirit wanted to touch the very headwaters of those people or the headwaters, the leader of that church. And now, now that the headwaters, which is the pastor got touched, now the rivers of living waters coming out of him. Now what has actually been set in the congregation can actually stay in that place there because now the leaders are now affected by the, you know, the living waters. But if I would have pridefully say, you know, say you have a religious spirit and read him his rights and be under the anointing, I would have destroyed everything that God was doing. Got to be led by the spirit. And we've got to know the spirit. And that's where we're going. Well, I hope this helps. I will, uh, I'll see you Tuesday, next Tuesday again, same time. Thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Uh, looks like we've got 28 tuned in this morning. Uh, and we'll probably have more. I think we've got a bunch more signed up. They probably could uh, be on it this morning, but I'm sure they'll catch the rerun or the archive later on. But I appreciate you guys hanging in there and listening to this webinar. It's almost lasting an hour. Wow. Okay. Well, that's what webinars are for. So uh, thank you for tuning in. We love you. Marie, Lorraine, Julie, all those guys. Uh, Demetrio, you came in on there. Uh, all you guys, I can't see all of you, but uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, is Phil on there? Bill. Oh, Bill. 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 Oh, Bill. Okay. Bill. Bill. McCall? Yeah. All right. Bill. Bill's on there. Bill's on there. Rhonda, good to see you. All what you guys pray for us. Uh, if you can support us on our website, if you can, uh, be great. Uh, we're doing a lot of work right now. There's a lot of finances going right, right out right now. And our, you wouldn't believe what the, the, the finances that are flowing out of our ministry right now. It's, I, I was writing a check the other day and I just could not believe what, uh, what we're doing right now because we're helping people, uh, you know, restore families and things of that nature. We're, we're helping someone move here. You know, uh, it's, it's amazing. Some of the stuff that we're doing and, uh, we couldn't do it without y'all's help. And, and, uh, when you guys are, you know, given to us, it's going to all these people and all you guys are reaping some of this stuff. Uh, I know I'm, I, I know it's not us that's doing it because it's just 
all of these crazy things are falling in our lap. And I, I've, I haven't been this stretched in a long time. And the Lord warned me that I was going to be stretched. So uh, y'all pray for me like I'm, I pray for you guys because uh, I'm getting to this place of death myself. So let's keep walking in the spirit. Uh, let's keep obeying the spirit. Try not to listen to your own logic, but listen to the spirit's logic. Read the word. And I, I encourage you to read over these scriptures we get, give you and just study them because it's going to help us be able to keep going in this in the next webinar. And uh, you'll be able to, you know, stay up with what we're doing, stay up with what we're talking about. All right, guys. Love you. Thanks for hanging in here on God Stories. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.